Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're examining our favorite genius characters. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smith and And I'm Clifton. So this will be part of a series we're doing exploring character archetypes. So for this one, we're looking at the resident brainiacs of uh, properties, teams, whichever. Um, really don't need to go into a whole lot more other than that kind of self-explanatory so let's just fire away frank i'd definitely like to know what you think about this subject because given your lore knowledge and what you <laughs> love for me i'm biased i think mr terrific is awesome but they never okay. really uh showcase him enough that I'm, yeah yeah but I, I feel like there's so much better than him as far as what what people have done like i never thought iron man was one in some weird way Right. But Iron Man, of course, mm-hmm. is one. But it's not until that the MCU glorified his character to, to the limits and what is seen today. Well, I mean, I always feel like it, it when, I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the scene. And this was like a standard scene in any big Marvel event or in, usually an Avengers book. Like if something's going on, it would basically be like, you know, the Council of Nerds um, and Tony Stark and like Hank Pym or Hank McCoy or Reed. <laughs> just to throw a bunch mm. out at once mm. would get together to like sort of brainstorm about whatever problem they had or whatever issue they were, you know, whatever was going on. And they do it still in some of like the more modern Marvel stuff, but it's kind of like Tony's kind of in the field being Iron Man while at the same time saying, Oh, well, you're off by a decimal point, that kind of thing mm. in mm. your, in your equation. Uh-huh. And I think it's also the thing that if we're talking like MCU, Tony, like that, MC, like the Tony in, in the MCU is, is, you know, kind of got that Mr. Terrific thing of like, well, he's, he's um, a genius in a bunch of different things. Like for example, the fact that, you know, they, they didn't have, you know, a plan for Hank Pym, I guess at that point, or the you know, Edgar Wright's, you know, movie was still a thing when they were developing Iron Man, or maybe it was, you know, you know, at that point they weren't sure about Ultron what to do. So they basically attributed it to Tony and Bruce. Right. Yeah. Which, as you know, in the comics isn't isn't the thing. Uh, even though that it's kind of weird that in the comics, Hank Pym is known for you know getting tall and getting small, but at the same mm-hmm. time he's a robotics genius, <laughs> right? Yeah. Enough to create you know enough to create a villainous AI. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, it's one of those things where I like I like I agree with you. I think t- Tony's become more of the, I don't know. I mean, we never really see outside of the MCU bit with him, like you know, the, in the first Hulk movie, the one with. Uh, uh norton yeah th- yes thank you thank you clifton <laughs> with the one with norton um playing the hulk and playing bruce banner like we have that moment where like you know they're they're fighting on the, the quad there at that campus in the college scene um and there's all those you know there's basically a million stickers that say stark industries or stark you know blah 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 we, but we don't really see tony develop like we don't get that 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 year one bit of tony like creating weapons still right Mm. you know it's yeah. just sort of like everything he learned went into making the iron man armor and then from that point on it's all iron man stuff or you know solving time travel <laughs> um but yeah I, it, it's one of those things where i do think it's funny that you know because of not having plans or characters in place or even actors in place probably they were just like nope we'll just give it to him mm-hmm. you know i'm sure that was a shorthand for him and bruce to put together you know i guess well the other thing is the idea that they didn't have this even goes further into like agent carter they had edwin jarvis but they didn't have jarvis for you know they didn't have the traditional edwin jarvis that we know from the comics in the main modern mcu stuff it was you know again the ai so right right mm. but yeah that's that to me is like i was thinking again thinking just about smart characters i guess we're, we're headed in the marvel direction since that's where we're at but we can go back to Mr. Terrific. I, 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 I think Mr. Terrific is, 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 you know, a great character. They never utilized like Terry Sloan, the original Mr. Mir- uh, Mr. Miracle, the original <laughs> Mr. Terrific that way. Like, <laughs> right. You know, he also had like the, you know, mm-hmm. he was super smart and an Olympic level athlete and all that stuff. And he was always kind of like pushed the side of all that JSA stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think other than his, like the issue, you know, spoiler where he dies. <laughs> Like he, he's like in the background of a couple of JLA JSA crossovers, but doesn't really do a whole lot. Was that in the Jeff Johns JSA runs? Um, well, that one has it's it's interesting because again, it's one of those things where Mr. Terrific that one is is the um, why can't I think of his name? Michael Holt. Michael Holt. 
Nice. The, that there's some mm-hmm. there, I mean, there's that's true. That there's there's one point where they go back in time, or like there's okay. a point where they meet with their counterparts, right? And then there were a lot of one shots and specials. I'm talking like way back in like the satellite oh, league. Okay. Okay, yeah. Like in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s stuff where right, they, right, right. they had the annual crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the issues like where he gets killed, <laughs> it's not like a huge focus on him until Ostrander creates the new Mr. Mir- uh, I keep saying Mr. Miracle. Mr. <laughs> Terrific. And then makes him into the character that we know like from Just League Unlimited or um, Brave and the Bold. Like right. when I think about that's like another good appearance, wouldn't you say, Tommy, for, for when Hannibal Burris is Mr. Terrific? Yeah, for uh, Justice League action. Just Justice League action, I thought. Yeah. Oh, who's it? Then who is in? Yeah. I was is having a Brave or... and the Bold moment. I'm like, I'm like, is he even in Brave and the Bold? I thought it was in the I'm race like... part, like the race episode. No. Or am I thinking? Or maybe it is Justice League action. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't so much a race, but yeah, it was kind of sort of. Ra- yeah, no, you're right. It was a race in which they're each picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, with the calculator being involved as well, was that? Am I, am I, I think it's a, is it the Weissman episode? Am I thinking of? Did Weissman write that episode? I, I want to say Weissman yeah. did basically say, a yeah. wacky race. It's like kind of like wacky racers two. with the. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. what I thought. Okay. Yes. But I thought yes. Mr. Terrific was in that one too. But I thought, but Hannibal versus just in Just League Action is another one where I'm thinking where they do, oh, it's all the brains. They get all the brains together, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oddly enough, that fits. <laughs> and that's one of the episodes we talked about before in our, yeah. in our Justice League Action episode. Okay. Very good. Yeah. yeah. There's been a couple of instances where I think Mr. Terrific was like very close to like, like taking off. I thought like, I Mm -hmm. like there have been moments in like Justice League Unlimited and like in runs in the comics where I thought you guys were gearing up to do something really cool with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Because like the last season of Justice League Unlimited, it's like he's going to be sort of like the desk sergeant. Right. Like the guy sending everybody out on their on their missions. And I thought, like, that's cool. Like, we're going to get to see more of him. And then you really don't. Right. Yeah. And then I remember yeah. when Brad Meltzer was working on Justice League and I was like reading a lot of interviews and stuff still at the time and everything. And like he brought up Mr. Terrific like a lot. Right. And I thought like, OK, it seems like he's going to have like a big plan for him. And then like, uh, not really, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, So it's one of those that like I just feel like that that his his, his they haven't been able to like sustain. Right. Sort of like 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 putting him out there in front of people yeah right as much you know okay. but but i mean but that's his whole shtick his whole thing is like i'm the third smartest person in the dc universe or whatever like right, right? right. like right yeah. Oh, yeah yeah i just started reading um tom king mitch garrett's mystery in space adam strange run okay. from last year uh i just started because it just got to dc universe app i don't think it's all there but i'm, I'm part way through it and they use they utilize them interestingly i don't know if you all read that one yet I have. I'm very interested in seeing what you think of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm only a few issues in so far, but where they've utilized him early on is that basically Batman goes to him when a question arises and Batman's like, you're as smart as me, but I'm too close to this. So mm-hmm. I need you mm-hmm. to look into it because you're like, you're as smart as me, but you don't have the connection to it. To, you don't have the bias. And, right. and I think it's just a testament to the character that Batman's like, yeah, it's like it, he's a complete equal to Batman right. and, and intellect and, mm-hmm. and drive and in, in the search for truth. So I thought that was an interesting angle right off the bat in that book. Right. That's pretty cool. I have not read. Yeah, I yeah. have it, but I have not got a chance to read it yet. So, but no, I think it's, I, yeah, I definitely I have read it. And but, I but, just love to hear the comics on it. No, 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 I'm sorry. I just, that's, that's me ranting about that book. <laughs> just, just go ahead. Go ahead. That's, pro- that's probably why I haven't fully like looked into it is because you were like, Oh, <laughs> yes, I was. I was. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think that, I think part of it was well. It'll be interesting to see again how much we get out of what they managed to do with uh, uh, Black Adam. Okay, and the idea that you know you're getting the JSA for the first time in front of people's eyes on a big screen. Yeah. Okay. Whether that whether that's going to be a backdoor you know pilot type thing for the for the JSA to expand upon the idea mm-hmm. that there's more of those characters out there that they could do stuff with. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's what it is. Cause we're going to get, you know, four, what's it? Four of them or five of them in that movie. <laughs> right. So I'm hoping that's the case. To me, it's funny. It's interesting. You bring up black Adam because I always thought that he should be one of the smartest people in the room just because of longevity. Um, I find it odd that the oldest characters in comics are never really the smartest. Yeah, um, sure. Like for example, I would think that Ray should be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage would be the smartest person in the room, but uh, I mean, don't be wrong. Race is in a way 
because his mm-hmm. schemes or ideas are like what he's always five steps ahead of you, right? Yeah. Before he figured it out, even if even if it's Batman. Generally, yeah. Interesting observation that that I had kind of a similar thought, but not exactly the same thing. I w- but I mean, in thinking of this episode, I was looking at sort of like, well, who's been around the longest? Because I had kind of the the Groundhog Day quote in my head, where it's, he's like, right, like maybe like maybe God like doesn't just know everything. Like maybe he's just been around forever, and like, and that's how he knows yes. everything, right? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely had the same thought about that, but yeah, interesting that you say you're right. I mean, but like, none of those guys are really. Genius isn't isn't uh, the first thing on their business card, right? Yes. Even even though they even though they all are really right, like yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's funny that you say that, Tommy, because it makes me think of, of the I don't know if it's a meme or it's a, a screenshot of someone's uh, Twitter comment about the fact that like, it's almost like along the lines of how could you not be smart after all this time is like the thing of if you're a vampire and you're still a poor after being around since the 1800s, just walk into the sun. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have, how have you not figured a way to make money out of the fact that you've, you know, you could live forever, basically. Right. Um, yes. And it's also one of those things with the idea of being around as long as some of those characters. I agree. Yeah, that's, it's interesting that there's not very much, you know, it isn't due to intellect. <laughs> not mm. always, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not always. No, no. But I did. What, and I was thinking about this. I thought one of the things I thought was interesting when we get back to the whole thing of of you know think tanks or, or groups you know brain trusted in 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 comics i always find it interesting like even after he joined the avengers i thought it was odd that there wasn't more of a of a push for spider-man or peter parker to be part of like that brain trust mm-hmm. when you think about all the stuff that he's encountered and all the stuff that he's done and oh by the way he was you know a, you know a bit of a scientist himself when he was doing stuff <laughs> <laughs> right i never quite got why I think maybe Bendis does one scene with it where they're kind of like, he almost gets like told like, get out of the room kid, Right. which, mm-hmm. you know, I just want the, you know, and, and Tom and I have talked about it off, off, you know, off podcast many a time about the idea of growing him up and the idea that no, he should be in that conversation just by virtue of the fact that, you know, he's been in a million things. He's been, he's encountered a million things. He has that background. He should be right there yeah. making decisions with the rest of them. And no one wants to play him that way. Right. Well, to me, uh, uh- it to me also too is that I, I group Superman the same way. Half their nemeses are geniuses in which mm-hmm. they stop. Mm. So by default, if you're stopping these people that are that are, you know, high level scientists that create or no, you know, genetic fields and super business owners, things of that nature, <laughs> you should be smart in your own right, right? I mean, right. And and Peter was. Beating these while he was in high school, mm, right? Well, I mean, I, the, what, it's funny that you say the thing about about Superman, the idea of beating you know geniuses or, or you know guys from the future or whatever. Um, I mean, that's what you brought up, Black Adam. When we're talking about Black Adam, I thought of the idea of well, you know, Captain Marvel, you know, Billy Batson is is constantly beating Savannah. You know, when you're thinking about yes. you know evil geniuses, right? I mean, that's his mm. whole shtick. Uh-huh. Well, at least uh, before the movie, right? That was the, the thing the, before the, the re- relaunch or reboot in, in New 52 or prior to it. Um, that was his whole bit was he was basically the evil scientist to counteract magic. So you had him being basically building giant robots or coming up with plots or trying to, you know, get, you know, find a way to steal away, you know, Captain Marvel's power, you know, by you know, basically to redirect the lightning of Shazam or whatever. But uh-huh. that that's one of those things where I think about when you're, you know, that when you said the thing about Black Adam, Black Adam's lived so long, you know, I'm not sure what make, goes into his, you know, if, it should be the same powers that Billy had because he was once that avatar for on Earth. So he should have the wisdom of Solomon. Right. Yes. But, you know, they rarely play him up or Billy often that way. So, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, because a lot of times the, the, you know, the prevailing notion for Shazam and my preferred notion is also that, yeah, that like he has, he is that 10 year old in the grown up body, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's just the kid. Right. Right. And yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that's a tough dance. I'm thinking just as a creator, like, how do you, how do you put the wisdom of Solomon out there, but still do like, still clearly like this is a 10 year old man child. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's t- it's t- I'm not I'm not saying impossible. I'm just saying I it's, like I can I can see I can see the challenge of like walking that tightrope mm-hmm. where what what you know going too far into any one direction contradicts the other. Sure, oh, of course, right? Yeah, 
But yeah, Peter's always an interesting one for Spider-Man because I do think that it kind of gets forgotten a little bit because mm-hmm. of how much how much he's out there in the movies and stuff like that. And I do like that the MCU is is put a little bit more of a focus on that. Uh, and you mm-hmm. get you kind of get it like in drips and drabs, but for some reason, it's a little bit more on the forefront in the MCU because I guess we just see him like do more stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. with it. But he comes off as more plucky than smart, right? Well, I'm thinking of like in Far From Home, where like we have like the Iron Man sequence where he's building his own suit mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it's and it, you yeah. know it's a it's it's a yeah. clear homage to Tony, but it's also but I mean, but like you know he's still doing it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he knows, he knows how to steer that thing, that machine, that 3d printer or whatever the thing is that it was doing it. Right. Well, I mean, before that, like when you get to like his introduction in, in civil war, you know, there's, it's not, they don't make it, they don't, obviously you don't have the moment of Jeff Bridges yelling, you know, he made this out of box of scraps, you know, that <laughs> yeah. whole thing. But that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the idea yeah. that we get. Like, you know, the idea that Peter's, you know, raids trash cans and, and dumpsters for his, his equipment, you know, there's clearly a line between the two there as well. The idea that you know, but by, by the fact that yeah, he, the web shooters, yeah, he can't. Yeah, he builds web shooters. He right. can't afford. He can't afford all this stuff, but he finds a way to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but again, like I said, my thing is just that that you know, Peter is so you know off the charts intelligence for especially for kids his age. It should be one of those things where, especially after after all the like the history he's had, it it makes zero sense to me that they're not like. Well, what do you think? Or him being like, oh, no, your, your math's off or your equation's off. Or, well, actually, guys, I went through a wormhole once when I was fighting Fire Lord out in, the, you know, <laughs> out in space. This right. is what you actually should do, you know, because that's he's got that experience yeah. to draw from. And it, it just doesn't, you know, they still want to play him as like, oh, shucks, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to make a quip and swing on through. But, and it's like the only attempt that they really made to do that. It's kind of. It was kind of, I don't want to say half committal, but like the setup for it, I think, was tainted, right? Because it was like, you know, there was a period where in one of those Marvel Now where like Peter had his own company and had like Parker Industries and mm-hmm. they were trying to make him into like Tony Stark. But it was not tainted, but it was like it was stemming out of that superior Spider-Man thing where he had done like the Freaky Friday brain swap with, <laughs> with right. Dr. Octopus was in Spider-Man's body. And that was the idea that Dr. Octopus was able to like do all of these things in Peter's body. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? And yes, so it's, he was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Peter doing it himself. No, he was, right? it was basically, yeah. The idea again being like you said, Octavius basically was a better Spider-Man than he was or a better Peter Parker than he was. Therefore, right. there goes superior, but you know, yeah, they, I mean, they had that for a bit, but again, it was, it's, I think it's during Dan slots, you know, long run. I just don't think they did, you know, I think it was kind of like a, a cool, idea <laughs> just one of those things mm-hmm. where like again um he's it suddenly it becomes oh you know and burn did, i think burn did some of that too when he had burned was doing was doing spider-man there's also a bit where he's working with like a, a a scientific group or a think tank or something same idea and they did it just be it just constantly it, it's just the the trope becomes well you're late and you're lazy mm. so therefore you can't do science stuff with us anymore and you're fired and i'm like well that's not you know, there might be, right. <laughs> there might be a little more story to mind there than just showing that you know because of Peter being you know Spider Man and taking all the other responsibility, you could still find a way to make it be both. I don't see why it has to be just no. Nah, he's you know constantly late and therefore you know, ergo he's a he's a terrible scientist kind of a thing. Yeah, Ooh, there's a lot to unpack with this topic because there's I mean when I when I was just building my list off of this, my list was massive for this show. Yeah. For this episode, I was just like, I mean, it was just like, I mean, like you, you pulled on any thread. It was like, I, I just started thinking about like, th- th- there's, there, there's a bit in, in, uh, the justice league gods and monsters movie. If you guys have, have watched it, there's a bit where like one of the, the like the murder mystery is kind of like somebody's bumping off like the scientists in the DC universe. And I was like, and I was just thinking about like that scene and it was just like, look at that. I'm like, doc Magnus, Tio Morrow, professor Ivo, Savannah, Ray Palmer. Mm-hmm. Right, like <laughs> Professor oh, yeah. Hamilton, like it's just like there's so many of them, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, and that's just like that's like DC, like in just in one room, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I found interesting what when, when compiling the list or even thinking about the list in that regard. One thing I've kept bumping into is the lack of women. Yeah, that I found that too. Yeah, no, Tommy, that was the thing too. I, like when I was making my list, like I was struck. 
how few women were on were on my like like aside from aside from Sue, Invisible Woman from mm. Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Like I had to go to like Big Bang Theory, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the show. <laughs> wow! I yeah. had to go to the show. I had to go. I'm like I'm like oh like Bernadette and Amy and like <laughs> okay. right. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking at my list. I had who did I have? Oh, there's a couple. I had Lisa Simpson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, like yeah. you laugh, yeah. but it's yeah. true. I mean, you know, sure. Uh, Especially in that family, woof. Ve- Velma, right? Yeah, you know, yes. Velma yes. Dinkley. Um, I went. Oh, Tommy, I went with Willow. No, she's she's a solid. Oh, but Willow and oh yeah, from and Angel? Willow, Win- yeah, Winifred Burkle, Wh- Fred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Fred. Fred was constantly having to explain stuff to them. <laughs> Yes, on how things worked, or how you know, especially with when explaining how they got to and from um, that dimension that she got stuck in. Yes. So yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. That, that was the thing I found too. Is just the idea of like, especially at the big, like, say for example, the big two. I mean, I think the one they made a stride in is in in and was um, I don't know her her secret identity. Moon Girl, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's the big one in the it's last one. you know ten fifteen years. Is is Moon Girl and Devil mm-hmm. Dinosaur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could argue and you've got a few. and Riri Williams. Yeah, I was going to bring yeah. up her. I was going to say no, you got a, a few point. more coming mm-hmm. up to her, Riri Williams and uh, and Shuri, which I yeah, think is probably Shuri's, thanks yeah. to the movie, right? And yeah. then uh-huh. they, then that then they followed it in the comics, right? Okay, I don't know if she was that in the comics before or as much. I'm not uh, sure. Do, do you, any of y'all remember that? I don't. Know. I don't recall her being on that level of right. what they're producing it to be now. Mm-hmm. But I do think the comics have followed that path since because of the, yeah. the success yeah. of it. Okay. I was, I've actually just been reading her series um, recent, like her own title, like from last year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a cool bit in there. Like there's a cool team up with her and Iron Man where it's just sort of like this, this solution is it's this problem has kind of gotten out of control mm-hmm. and it's not so much. It, it, it's, it's not, it's not that like she, that she can't solve it. But it's just like it's gotten so big that she's like, I need another smart person to help out with this. And it's like mm-hmm. and it's just cool to see like her and Tony just sort of like riff off of each other where it's like, you don't need to explain anything like he gets exactly what she's saying. Right. <laughs> right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's OK. But but what I find interesting, too, is no one makes the connection that that's the exact same person in Natasha Irons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah, yep. you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. Which, I mean, the. Yeah, DC doesn't give her enough of a push. No, no. no. And they say maybe, maybe it'll change because like she's getting a push somewhere right now, um, mm-hmm. outside of comics. So maybe that will translate yeah. into comics, hopefully, because uh, they're yeah, using her in a well, show I, in a show at the moment. Okay. Well, DC recently, I'm trying to think of the name of the book. That's I wasn't going to mention it before, but um, with um, for Frank, remember that Superman creates his own team. To go fight Mongo on Warworld, yes, he picks he picks Natasha Irons as his resident genius. I mean, not to say that he's uh, not, but she's in areas of what that like basically they're Iron Man mm-hmm. for for all intents and purposes. So right. she's still there, but it's yeah. it's that's the that's the last thing I've seen her in. I like right. that. I like that a lot. You know, who's not on my list. I actually like I, I I'm kind of like pretty firm about this. Superman is not on my list. I think Superman should not be a genius. Right. Really? I mean, he doesn't get rid of it. At one point, there was, at one point, they had super intelligence. That was like one of his things was, you know, it's a silver age holdover. He can Um, think super fast, so why not? I think it's dumb. (laughs) Okay, but but hear my argument. You ready for my argument for why he is one by default? Sure. He comes from a race of beings that are way older than the human race. So naturally, yeah. his intelligences would be far smarter than anybody on Earth. And then couple that with his powers and how it's in its cells. I mean, to me, it's he's just naturally smart. Even if you don't couple that, Frank, with the super intelligence that they want to give him, they not want to give him. Mm-hmm. He's just naturally yeah. smarter just because he comes from a almost godlike race of beings that met their uh, their DNA. Or at least they're at the the far end of the evolutionary chart. Than humans. No, oh, I, I understand that. No, and that's that's a good point. And uh, yeah, and on top of that, like he can read an entire library in in an afternoon, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And stu- like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a stupid character. I don't think, I don't think he's stupid <laughs> yeah. at all, but it's like, <laughs> I think, okay. I think, you know, I think also he, though, the, the fact, I mean, pe- pe- people, people also <laughs> use the fact that like the Jarrell, like his dad, his dad, I'm like, so, right. so like he, he, he wasn't on that planet for 99.9 of his love, his life. He was raised by simple <laughs> farm people. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Smart oh, people have dumb yeah. kids. It happens. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and dumb people have smart yeah. kids too. It yeah. happens. Sure. Yeah. Dumb people have smart kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no. But they're trying. I get what they're trying to uh, say. Like you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But to me, it, to me, it's nothing to do with whether his dad was smart. But the overall thing of he comes from a top race of people that were smart. Right. And 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 on top of that, mm-hmm. I I tend to think that. A lot of what he gleaned from his, his spaceship, he reverse engineered or, or, or coupled it into doing more things that were more in line with his um, um, with Kryptonians as opposed to Earthlings. So he had to understand mm. that gap as, as opposed to bringing it to somebody who's smart and say, hey, what do I do with this? You know, it's not like it's, <laughs> I like that better. You know, though. I like, that, I like that he needs a Professor Hamilton. Right. He can't be good at everything. He can't be. Yeah, no, like, no, I get you know that. what I mean. He's got it, but he couldn't go to an Earth scientist. To me, that's this far fetched that he would go to an Earth scientist. <laughs> like, oh, this makes sense. I mean, there's there's certain things. I, I would have imagined that he would go to Rand, and people from Rand would be like, oh, this is this, as opposed to Earthlings. That's all. Gotcha. No, I can see that. That's hmm, fair. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, at one point, like I said, Superman had like super intelligence, and I, again, that's where I first again I saw the first of the trope of. Um, he's dealing with the villain IQ. Anyone even heard of the DC villain IQ? No, who's that one? No, he's like no. okay. He's he's like a a villain that went up against Hawkman way back when. Um, Casey showed up in like like when the villains would team up in Justice League. But anyway, he's super intelligent. You know that kind of guy, kind of like MacGyver, but uh-huh. just bad guy. Um, and it's one of those where like it's like a DC Comics presents where Superman is like IQ has got something and he he thinks he's gonna save the Earth, but. Superman basically, you know, checks his math. He's like, oh, well, using my super intelligence, he's just, I figured out that you actually misplaced a decimal point and you're going to kill us all or something. <laughs> but, <Jeez. you> know, <laughs> right. So it's one of those. But um, I, I think I agree with you. I think it's one of the things where he's, I, I think I like the idea that Superman isn't quite good at everything, but at the same time, he's not, I don't, I don't like the idea that he just got like, it's a fine line between he's not smart and Oh, he's actually very smart because he's a reporter that he earned that, that he didn't just get it by getting the first interview with Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I just think like, I feel like Lex needs to have the edge somehow. Well, of course. Right. Like, like, oh, no, like if we put, if you put, if you put them on, if you put them on even ground, even intellectually, then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay. It's like, so then, so where's the threat then? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, no, I, no. I, okay. No, but I'm saying you continue to fight somebody and beat somebody who's called Brainiac. I mean, you got to show some level of mm-hmm. intelligence. Right. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I, but uh, I get what you're saying as far as if he's smart, what kind of edge does Lex have over somebody who can not only is smart, but super strong, can fly, has X-ray mm-hmm. vision. Has, you know, it's just it's the 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 uh, scales are so stacked against Lex that he shouldn't ever survive. But Lex is uh, uh, of, that's what, yeah. In fact, that's the one thing I loved about um this is the action that I mentioned before in our earlier uh, conversations is that um, Lex was tremendously smarter than Superman and mm-hmm. he'd have to mm-hmm. try to figure out a way before Lex almost almost was close to killing him every time he would confront Superman. So I, I guess if, if Superman's smart, Lex is next level, what, genius or whatever? Or well, I, I just think it's one of the, I think I think it's just one of those things where a lot of times with Lex it depends on the writer because it's, it's a lot of times, you know, Lex is always to me, it feels like Lex is just there in a lot of the more modern stuff, just sort of grimace at, or, or scowl at Superman mm-hmm. as opposed to actually come up with right. a brilliant plan or just to be like, you know, to me, I, I, if it was me, I would think that Lex would just look at Superman as something he has to factor into his day. That's how intelligent he is. Like Superman's not okay. really a challenge. It's just sort of those things where he has to like, Oh, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this and I got to keep him busy over there. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it should be a situation where he's like, uh, you know, I don't, I definitely, I mean, I don't, I think a key component of Lex is the fact that he doesn't see anyone as his equal. You know, it's kind of like yeah. the line about, um, 
anyone with anyone lower than the 13th level of intelligence would be, you know, their mind would have been fried. You know, it's a great, it's a line from, was it uh, Destroyer? Well, it's the last episode of Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, where he goes to the source wall. Yeah. I'm overqualified. Yeah. I'm overqualified. Always, <laughs> yeah. always, yeah. always, no matter what the situation is. I mean, it's, it's again, it's one of those things where you get that great shot in Destroyer of, you know, Superman and Batman obviously are running to the teleporter pad and Lex is like right there with him and doesn't blink, doesn't have a moment of like, I shouldn't be here. I don't have to argue my position. I'm just going to go with you because that's what I'm going to do. Okay. I like it when, when, you know, like All-Star Superman to me is sort of like, like the, the, the perfect example of this where su- like Superman like outsmarts Lex, but it's like, it's more crafty cunning even though there is like like a large amount of intelligence involved with this right so like like the the, the bit i'm talking about is that moment in all-star i'm gonna spoil the crap out of it everybody well tommy did tommy did it for you so right yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that moment that moment where lex, so where lex has superman's powers for a day right right he has all the yes. powers of superman for 24 hours and superman takes the gravity gun that, that that Lex has and shoots Lex with the gravity gun. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then Lex's powers are, are used up. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, and it's like, what it is, it's like, it's Superman uses like, like the, the scientific theory of like gravitational time dilation. where like, you know, the, the, the heavier gravitational pull has on something, the faster, the more it affects time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's an actual thing. <laughs> like it's an actual thing that Morrison like researched. And it was super, super clever where it's like just this thing that like it's it's not that he's smarter than Lex. It's just that like Lex didn't think about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like nobody thought that yeah. somebody would come at me that way. Right. Well, <laughs> right. To, me, sure. well, you know? to me, that's I, I think we get a lot of that when he does that, when he's against uh, Mixio Spitlick. Right. Mm. Where he's basically just it's just a higher level being. But he's able to outsmart him in ways that he just doesn't think about in their confrontations, which I, to me, I guess that's part of the character in which mm-hmm. he's it's 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 not enough to be a genius. You have to be clever, too, in which you have mm-hmm. to think of things on the fly in order to get out. That's why I love his character. It's just the fact of uh, he always finds a way uh, regardless right. of the yeah. situation, whether it's being death defined or just the, the matter of not killing everybody in the room. Um, he's it's a clever individual, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, ooh, I have another. All right, there's something else that mm-hmm. to me it should be a genius, but it's not really thought of a genius. Is um like Amanda Waller, or let's say Dark Side, okay. the schemers, people that can manipulate a situation so much that you're forced to deal with them at a higher level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a I good mean, point. Do you guys conf- I, I would, you guys yeah, no, but I that? would, I would call, I would call Waller a genius for sure. I would, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're right. She's not, she's, she's not in a lab coat, but yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. What, what she does, absolutely. Yeah, I think they should. They've shown time and time again with that character that you know. I mean, it's very rare that she's caught, you know, flat-footed or doesn't have a plan or isn't thinking. She's another one that three, you know, is three or four moves ahead usually. Of every other character in the book or whatever she's in, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's definitely it's definitely a good choice. Um, I hadn't really thought about it, and I guess I should have. But yeah, I'm trying to think that to me, good. No, say that is a good one though, Tommy. I think I think she's a good one, and and what's really cool thinking about her too is like people respect the character so much. It's that like I can't think of a lot of instances where I'm reading Waller and I'm going like, wait a minute, like. Like you're mm. not respecting that character enough, right? Like, like you, like you've you've really dumbed her down. Mm-hmm. Not often, really, right. not often at all. I think I, I think that that does that happen? Yeah. But now, like I was thinking again when I was looking at my list just now, and we we're talking about like the the schemers or the plotters. Uh, another one that I think of, like the that obviously is moves ahead of people. It's, it's a classic from comics is Ozymandias. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the one that I'm when I was thinking about people that are just like, oh, I've got, you know, this going and this going and everything's going to come together and make my plan work. Um, that's one of the ones where I'm just like, you know, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the climax of that when you have the whole bit of, you know, I'm not a serial, I'm not a, I'm not a, a timely serial villain, Dan, when they, you know, when they think they've, they've, when they, when they finally caught up to where he is right. or where they think he is and mm-hmm. that being, um, you know, Night Owl and Rorschach. Um, and they're confronting him 
that to me is one of the ones where I'm just like, no, that guy is, you know, the, you know that that guy fulfills the, even 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 to the fact that like um, Doctor Manhattan should know, or maybe he does know, and just like willing to let it happen. What happens as a result of his plotting and scheming? So, yeah, there's a lot oh, in that book. Yeah, there's an awful lot. Yeah, <laughs> Manhattan, yes. Manhattan yes. in 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 you know <laughs> in a league of his own because he's an actual like godlike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right god like omnipotent character but you know i put uh i put night owl night owl's sure. a genius too right like <laughs> you know yeah for what he creates yeah well that, yeah. that gets back to the whole the arctic blast batman right mm-hmm. that to me is what yeah. like when i think of like arctic blast batman when they when he's got that that uh closet full of different suits and, the, and he wears the one that's <laughs> the one that they're gonna go kind of when they're gonna go confront ozymandias i love that know, suit i love his snow owl suit oh, it's a great suit yeah a snow owl's great <laughs> yeah. again it makes perfect yeah. sense i totally agree um but yeah that one works great so well then so then of course the flip side becomes do we think that that ted cord is a genius because again yes, if we're talking I if do. we're talking archetypal right i do too I mean, he's certainly he's yeah. certainly portrayed yeah. as with a corporation yeah. and yeah. inventing yes. and yeah i'm i'm gonna I'm going to pull out Brave and the Bold, the cartoon for that, because yeah. that, that opening with Ted Cord is great, where, yeah. where he and Batman are on the same wavelength of like, like mm. they're, they're, they're infiltrating the building, but yep. they're talking to each other about the gadgets that they developed. Like, how did you get past it? Like, oh, that's cool. Right? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> right. I like that they're kind of nerding out with each other about it. Yeah. No, that, that show in particular, especially for the fact that they, they, you know, they have the best. I mean, I'd, I would have liked to have more of, of Ted Cord portrayed in that show, but um yeah, what what they do, the bits they have with him are great, and it's one of those things where it's it was. I read, you know, I'd heard of the character before, and then after Crisis, you know, he had his own series at DC, and then, you know, he's with the Justice League with the Giffen Matias stuff, and you have that bit of him like being in his own book. He's he's kind of I think I mentioned this before. His own book, he's a full on superhero. Like he's not the jokey kind of comic relief that he is in you know in Justice League as he is and it's a weird yeah. you know it's a weird contrast the idea that in that book no you see him full-on you know be a capitalist superhero as opposed to being you know i mean they don't play up his i don't think they play up his intellect all that much in that book not don't get me wrong i love mm-hmm. giffen the giffen de matisse run but it's also one of those things where it's just not it's just not an aspect of the character that's explored as it is like in his yeah. own book so that that i always thought was interesting the idea that you know i, I mean i think he is i mean just the stuff that he came up with um for his own book, you know, I mean, I, I like that character a lot, but I just was thinking of archetype stuff and so the fact that Watchmen is based on, you know, Night Owl is based on the Beetle. Um, not so much with Peter Cannon Thunderbolt, who is supposed to be the 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 flip side for um, Ozymandias. You know, that's the character that he's based mm-hmm. on. Um, he had his own series at DC, but it wasn't really, you know, he's certainly not a big plotter and schemer, <laughs> you know. Um mm-hmm. It was more like the power. It was almost like the power of positive thinking is what his deal was. But <laughs> right. uh, you know. I thought he was more like your original Mister Terrific. Is that what you're kind of um, yeah. framing yeah. him as? There's some, yeah, some of that too. Yeah, for sure. There's some of that too. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's not quite the not quite the same. You know, I wouldn't put that character in the same category as Ozymandias because Ozymandias is, you know, a little more a little more intelligent. So, I um. So yeah, so so in my in my um path to try and find women geniuses in pop culture, which mm-hmm. which I, I I ran I ran into a a big wall with that, and it was upsetting me. But I did trip <laughs> over a couple of instances where like I found things in pop culture where you had like everybody there is a genius in some way. So one okay. of them. So like I said, so 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 I went into Big Bang Theory. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, okay, Amy and Bernadette are, are women and they're geniuses and everything. But so one area hit me was Star Trek after that, because it just it just hit me from like all the times that they mentioned Star Trek in the show. That's how mm-hmm. I got to the through line. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you got Spock. Right. You Certainly, he's a genius. You got LaForge. You would. He, right. He's a genius. You would say data. Absolutely. Right. Like, and I'm just right. going through like all of those. And then it hit me like like Whoopi Goldberg. And Star Trek: The Next Generation was absolutely, I think, like Tommy to what you were saying about like like the one that's been around for so long that she's so smart that they're so smart. Also, I think that like she's one of those instances I can think of where like that uh, that that is part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
just from an ancient race of people that just are have a certain clairvoyancy around it and their level of awareness make them smarter than most people in the room. Like she's yeah. like, what was her thing? Her ability was to notice that when Q was messing up the time stream, that yep. no matter where she was or who she was, she can be able to discern what's going on and why something's different without actually knowing what made it different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it, it's what Frank brought up earlier with um, Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an instance in Angel in which uh, the character becomes evil. And for some reason, when he became evil, he became smarter. Yeah. And my question smarter. is, why is it that when you have a high level of intelligence, you float a little bit towards evil? <laughs> like Xavier floats towards mm-hmm. evil at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed Richards, at one point, he did something evil. Um, or at least they try to make him be seen as, like, for example, at one point he knew about the gamma rays and allowed it to hit his family just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. That storyline. Who else? Tony. Yeah. Um, always faced with it. Uh, I, I know there's a long list of people I'm not thinking of, but the DC universe. Yeah. When you were starting to talk about why why you start to lean towards evil, I thought you could start like I was thinking more along the lines of like like Walter White. <laughs> yeah, another but, yeah, yeah, another great yeah. example. That was yeah. the one that I was thinking mm-hmm. of, like you know, of of just basically like I mean, again, the, the arrogance of that character is what is what gets him, you know, is what basically leads him that way. But I think it, a lot of it has to do with the idea of I am so intelligent. I mean, I mm-hmm. can basically do whatever I want, and who's going to be yeah. smart enough, or who's going to be able to confront me and stop me? Well, to me, I felt the same way with Gus Frank. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say for 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 Walter that his arrogance coupled with also just like like um the feeling of being overlooked and yeah, the feeling of, of being under yeah. uh, unappreciated. Uh yeah. his mm-hmm. genius unappreciated, right? Genius denied. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it too. Yeah, he was high on my list too. Like he was he was one of the first ones I thought of honestly and and was kind of, was kind of stuck in 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 a thought loop because it kept going back to Heisenberg for some reason. It was, yeah. uh-huh. He is, I think, yeah. he is, I think, like one of one of the really, really like truly great character studies on TV in the last, you know, last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's another one where I just th- I th- I think it's done so well. Like like sure, the, the writing and and you know, Cranston's acting and all that stuff. I just think like, like, you know, he's believable as a genius. I mean, they sell me every episode. Well, I mean, there's so many, I think we talked about before the idea that there's so many episodes in that show that, um, you know, you're, I I always was like how, you know, there was so that that show, especially, I don't know what, you know, just the way it was written and stuff. There were plenty of times I just thought, how in the world are they going to get out of the situation? And usually it was Walt using his big science brain, <laughs> to get him out of a situation, right. you know, and again, that's why it yep. sells you on the idea that yeah, you know, that's 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 it. The guy's is so much smarter than than so many people, and like I said, the the thing you were saying about him being overlooked is that a lot of times, you know, intelligent people want to flex that way <laughs> just to show the yeah. you know, just so you can like, no, no, I, I want you to know this is how smart I am, right? Yeah. Well, that's the same with Riddler, isn't it? Yeah. There's some of that with Riddler. Yeah, sure. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Doom. Yeah, Doom. I Doom would is say. Definitely that right? way. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Doom. I think Doom is a little more multifaceted than Riddler for sure. But I think. But I. I mean, you know, uh, I'm smarter than Reed. Seems to be a very, very crucial and big, important yeah. aspect of the character. For sure. Me. Yeah. Um, the the other one when I when I was on Star Trek and sort of like 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 I said like it's it's a room full of geniuses everybody's a genius. The other one that hit me, kind of an obscure one. Clifton, you can back me up on this. Um, the cast of Halt and Catch Fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, when I was thinking about, I mean, like honestly, like there's not a dumb one in the bunch. No, and they all bring different stuff. Yeah. The sleeper's his wife, isn't it? Yeah. What's his name's wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gordon. Yes. Yeah, they all bring different things to it. They're all are they're all different types of intelligence too. Even even Joe McMillan, the the Lee Pace character, who seems like he's just wrangling geniuses, but he's a genius in his own right, just in a in his completely own right. different mm-hmm. way than them. Yeah. 
and and yeah, I mean, you've got like you've got Cameron Howe, who's like the the young like maverick genius, and Gordon, who's just like the IBM like straight narrow guy. And then, and then they just keep surrounding themselves with more. Yeah, it is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. It is a good show. <laughs> I just watched it like last yeah. year, though. Yeah, it is. I was yeah. so late on that show, right. but then I watched it all last year. <laughs> How many seasons is it? Four. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's, but it's, but I think isn't it still well, it's, it completed. I was gonna say it's still yeah. on Netflix, right? I think it's still on Netflix. Yeah, but it is complete. It is yeah. not still running. Yeah. Gotcha. But no, I was thinking again, thinking about arrogance and thinking about intelligence, and you know, leaning towards. You know, I mean, I think a lot of times also with, with that whole thing goes hand in hand of the idea of like, you know, your morals or your, you know, your rules are stupid. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, the, the dumb people or the little people are kind of confined to their own, you know, that works for you because this is what you, you know, the construct that you believe in. Whereas I am far more intelligent than you are and your rules and laws or, or your, your, your mores don't apply to me. And I think another character I think of along like Walter White is, is Rick Sanchez. Yeah, you know that character. Yeah. That character for me is <laughs> yeah. yeah from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, you know that character. You know that you know we Tom and I have talked about a few times. It just you know not necessarily on the podcast, but just talk about the idea that that Rick is you know Rick is sometimes you know he's pretty much a straight up supervillain, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, unapologetically, you're not, you know, you're not supposed to identify with the guy. You're not supposed to you know. I mean, you know, granted, he's the the character that we've been given, but it's not you know he's not the one that we're supposed to be. <laughs> You're not supposed to be happy with this character. Rooting for, yeah, not in, not even remotely. You know, I mean, it's one of things where they 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 inject a fair amount of of self loathing into the character. The character recognizes, you know, how you know how a lot of times he's just a piece of garbage, but at the same time, he is by far one of the most intelligent characters in that you know within that universe slash dimension slash all of it, <laughs> the whole Rick and Morty multiverse. Right. You know, he's he's the smartest. You know. But it's also things where, like I said, he his whole his he definitely has no appreciation for what you know how things are supposed to be or what the rules are, quote unquote. Yeah, but he has no moral conviction. I mean, even when confronted with it, he still yeah. skirts it in order to get his own way. It's almost like just uh, sickening yeah. <laughs> the level of uh, how he gets his way. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's very it's very off putting. <laughs> it can be, yes. yeah, yeah, very yeah, much yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just because it's it's one of those definitely one of those shows where you're like when you're given like just because this is the character that's the main character doesn't mean he's the hero of the piece. Yeah. You know, it's more like, you know, this is yeah. this is what you're being presented with, but you know, I think far too many times people are like, "Well, yeah, we're supposed to root for those characters." I'm like, eh, "I don't think you are." Mm, yeah. Mm, don't know. Yeah. If not just to see how much damage they can create and 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 move past it. Yeah. That's basically what I see right. it as mostly now. I think um I think an important development, and I've said it before too, is is Batman Begins when they take Lucius Fox. And what's interesting there is that like he was already a genius character. He was just a genius in a different in in, in a different uh, way, right? Mm-hmm. In a completely different fast in a completely different area. And now they just put right like he he was he was a uh, like his business acumen was his genius in the comics. Prior to this, like he was the explanation, of, like why Wayne Tech doesn't go under. It's mm-hmm. like, well, because he's got Lucius there, who is, you know, able to like, you know, command the business in a way that Wayne Tech is profitable, while Batman is punching out murder clowns at right. night, right? Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Batman yes. Begins comes along, and then it's like, well, and makes him essentially Q from the Bond movies, and then it's like, oh, he's also got a scientific in uh, inventor genius yeah. component mm-hmm. to this and and um and boy is that stuck <laughs> right yeah. yeah 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 and we didn't mention q yet but <laughs> q from james bond <laughs> also a genius right. yeah <laughs> yeah in a lot of ways the prototype um him and um i'd argue to say even sherlock holmes mm-hmm. yeah. is, is an archetype mm-hmm. for a lot of future characters that come a long way yeah. i mean um help me discern what was the golden age character no doc savage is it okay, doc yeah. savage yeah doc savage uh, uh, uh yeah that um adventurer slash genius like he could yes. figure out stuff being a scientific lab and be able to punch yes. you out too as well yeah yeah basically yeah yeah as it was far one as of those old he, age people right when you're talking about from the pulps it's basically you know you get doc savage who's basically you know in one you know in one illustration for the story he's he's punching a guy or you know or fighting you know uh super intelligent apes 
while in the next one he's mixing together you know scientific stuff or putting a potion together or you know that's his whole bit yeah that was him yeah yeah I, the scientific the scientific or the science adventure is definitely there with doc savage so good at everything yeah basically <laughs> like the basically. best yeah. person yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, again, yes. it's a precursor. It's a, it's a precursor. I mean, in some way, it's not. It is. It's not. But it's, it's, a, it's a definitely. A, I'm sure it was a, a, you know, a piece or a, a, you know, a component that went into Batman because that's what you have with Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, is the whole thing of you know what we're talking about. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's good to have Lucius Fox run the day to day stuff and then become Q. You know, I mean, there are plenty of stories of like Batman's building a, a, a Batmobile and a Bat Jet and a Bat Train later on. <laughs> you know. To get across, get yeah. get around Gotham, and you know, a whirly bat, and you know, he developed all the stuff in his bat in in the bat uh, utility belt, and then he's got to figure out, you know, that shark repellent, right? You know, it's <laughs> one of those things where, right, yes, exactly, yes, yes. you know. So, but I mean, there's all, but then also the fact that you know, like you know, you said the thing earlier with Batman and Mister being on the same level and they're equals, you know, that means that you know, along with being all the physical stuff that that Bruce Wayne or Batman can do, you know, there's all the other disciplines he had to learn along the way, mm-hmm. you know. Whether from a book or whether from actually being, you know, you know, studying with Descartes or studying with Satara or, um, you know, all the other, you know, experts in their fields that he went to around the world and, you know, met with, you know, that kind of thing. But yes, that the whole I'm good. I'm great at everything. But again, there's also the idea of, you know, I, I've made this. I think I've made it here. Made this comparison here as well. I know I've talked to to Zach about it. The idea that, you know, Bane. When he was, in, you know, if you go back and look at the beginning of Bane, when when he's in the Chuck Dixon, the Nightfall stuff, Bane is basically Doc Savage. I mean, that's basically yeah. where that's you know that's where that's stolen from. Is it's you know he's got okay. you know he's got the ability to do all that stuff. He's a lot more. He's a lot smarter in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a component with Doc Savage taking some kind of you know super soldier type serum or potion mm-hmm. or something that helps him you know stay young or stay fit. You know, along the lines of Venom. Yeah. His muscles is definitely is is definitely like like second second place in those original mm-hmm. books, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was an important thing. I mean, everybody remembers those things as like you know he breaks Batman's back, like like he's he's such a he's a physical specimen, I think, in a lot of people's minds. But I mean, but yeah, if you go back and read those early books and in his first appearance and stuff like that, I mean, like you know they made him like his cunning and mm-hmm. his and you know and yeah. and his. All like all of that was like, I think what they intended to be sort of like like his thing, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, you the know? Other, and the other thing is he has like early on he has a crew of guys that he run like the like the guy with what's the guy with the he's like was he have a hawk is he hawk is that what he is he's got like a hawk or a falcon or something bird bird, bird. There you go. duh yeah that's why that's why I couldn't think of it because <laughs> it was the most basic it was the most basic name yeah. possible. But like those are those guys are are basically you know they're they're basically the same or archetypical of of the guys that run with Doc Savage because Doc Savage has a group of guys he runs with too like one's like a really you know he's got like a guy who's like a street guy that's kind of has his ear to the ground and knowing what's going on he has a guy that his crew that's like part of high society um, mm. you know all those characters exist to be you know to be part of his you know kind of like the shadow too but you know we're talking about like pulp characters that had like Mont Cranston had those kind of people as well that helped him out with information. Right. Cause we didn't have the internet, you know, back in the days of the pulps, um, where you could just look stuff up, but yeah, that's, <laughs> but, but if you, if you look at Bane, like those early books are all about, you know, he definitely has that intelligence that they sort of have wheedled out of him. And I think, again, I think uh-huh. I've talked about before that until Gail Simone gets him in secret six, yeah, she starts to play at the, the idea of like, no, this character is actually very smart. He's just not a, he's not a, you know, a, a, an over drugged muscle man. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think there's, yeah. you know, I think that they do. They, I mean, granted, they do some of that in Batman, the animated series. They do that some in Young Justice. Mm-hmm. The idea that Bane is not just this one dimensional thing. Yeah. So. Oh, before we forget, uh, one of our biggest fans of the show would like to probably us to uh, mention Batgirl. Yeah. Yeah. At least in their iron in their iron size years as Oracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, just the idea that for a while, you know, it was basically a combination of she'd run the, you know, she'd help run point for the Bat family as well as the fact if, you know, mm-hmm. you know, John was, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter would run stuff for um, telepathically while she was right, kind of like on Earth, she would handle everything else there too. And they talk about the fact that she has an eidetic, you know, photographic memory. So she remembers, you know, again, there's not, I don't think there's enough done with that either. I think that's an edge that she would have on no. Bruce. 
that that Bruce doesn't have, right? There's a lot, though. I mean, there's a lot in that corner of the DC universe. I mean, Bat- there's a lot of geniuses tangentially associated with Batman, either as a bad guy or as one of the Bat family. And I'm, you know, not including like Bruce himself, who a lot of right. times is is portrayed as a mm-hmm. kind of genius himself. But yeah, being Batgirl is is uh front and center one of the first ones i would think of but you know i mean tim drake is also kind of teetering on that level now yeah right yeah the detective that brought him to batman right exactly yep yeah yeah there's an awful lot awful lot connected to i mean just throw a rock with the bad guys mr freeze scarecrow mad hatter they're all a genius at something right (laughs) yeah no no definitely definitely and then we didn't even mention the uh the gorillas (laughs) in <laughs> DC Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ultra Humanite. Yeah. yeah. Gorilla Grodd and stuff. Uh, yeah. 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 Monsieur Mala. Uh, Solovar. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Would you, I have a question for you, Tommy. And then, and it's not, it's just for Tommy because, because no one else has really watched the show. Would you consider Jimmy McGill a genius? I was just going to say that. And yes, I would. <laughs> okay. Just don't give him a machine gun, right? From, no, exactly. From. from What's well, the Saul show? Goodman. Saul Goodman from from Better Call Saul. Saul. Goodman. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. we were talking about you know talking about Breaking Bad and Walter White, and then you know Tommy had mentioned um, Gus Fring, you know, being a, being right. a super schemer as well. The idea that you know when we see more of the origin story kind of stuff of of Jimmy McGill slash Saul Goodman, I would you know I would argue that guy is often the smartest guy in this, the rooms that he's in. And again, he's another yeah. character that from that universe that basically I, a lot of times is overlooked or felt like he is, you know, undervalued. Mm. And that what leads him to be, do and be the way he, that he is. Well, ultimately, I see him, too, as he outsmarts his brother the way he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It solidifies it because mm-hmm. Chuck is thought to as a savant or a, a, a great lawyer that no one um, touches, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. The fact right. that he could, he did what he did to him in, in, in a court of law is is insane but yeah. only somebody like him and his thought process would create that type of uh, um win so yeah. definitely i see him as a genius in that regard i've only seen the first season and half of season two but i would too yeah <laughs> yeah he was definitely i've seen enough, I've yeah. seen enough was, to know he, yeah. that yeah yeah okay all right good he's i mean he was on my list i figured yeah. that you know see what we've seen of him in both shows you could argue that yeah he absolutely is so yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's almost a a subcategory though I'm thinking of and and not in my notes but just sort of like like um of the mentor really as the genius. Mm-hmm. Right? The mentor of of, of a lead mm-hmm. character or a protagonist also cuz like the one that's jumping out at me the one that's jumping out at me is Giles. Right. No, I can see that. Right? That's not a bad one that I didn't think about. I didn't think of, I should say. Yeah. And the tweed doesn't doesn't hurt either. And then you right. dress up in tweed, you look smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that, and you know, you wear a pair of glasses and then when people uh, exasperate, you know, exa- um, exasperate you, you just take them off and pinch your nose, the bridge of your nose. That always does it too. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you're, you're surrounded by a bunch of old books and stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. there's, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of like really quick ways to get through it. The bridge of your nose thing though, man. Oh, people got to stop drawing that panel though. <laughs> I've seen right. it enough. I've seen it enough times. Oh my god, Jim Gordon always stressed out at a crime scene. Oh, jeez, what's oh, yeah. happening? <laughs> right. It's oh, done yeah. way too much now. Of course, <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's good. It's you know, it's one of those Batman shorthands that you know always seems to work. Mm-hmm. We got to go sitcom route really quick too. Yeah. Okay. Steve Urkel. What are you thinking? Steve Urkel. Screech. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Jesse. Uh. Uh, Professor from Gilligan's Island. Thinking, uh, <laughs> all the ones that can build robots in their shows. Yeah. Dookie <laughs> Hauser. Uh, I was mm, thinking yeah. that. I was thinking smart guy. I was thinking, uh, you said, yeah, you said Urkel. Yeah. Urkel, go- Urkel goes from the, from, he's the kid that, that you want to be your science lab partner to building to, right? Like he goes to space in the last episode and, yes. you know, he's building, He's building like fusion engines and and cloning devices and <laughs> yeah and all kinds of things jetpacks that yeah. took him to other shows <laughs> and the professor from Gilligan's Island can build a coconut can can build a radio out of coconut out of coconut right yeah. of course but can't get him off the island <laughs> no can't build a no. boat no no no. <laughs> 
But Gilligan, it's because Gilligan King. messed it up every time. Uh-huh. Every yep. time, yeah. Yeah, messed up, little buddy. <laughs> there is such a feeling with the professor, though. Like, the sense I always get is like, man, if he wasn't there, you all would eat each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Lord of the Flies on that island without him. It would be. Yes. It would be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't you get that feeling? Like, No, every time. Yeah, you're right. It, it, he basically makes all the modern um, advances without leaving the island. That's all him. Yep. Without question. Yep. At this point, what do the yep. other people offer on the island? Because money means nothing. Skipper would be would be a warlord. Money <laughs> 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 for the sure. attention of yeah. yeah. All right, so we should start. Uh, we should start getting ready to to wrap up here. So we we were thinking it might be fun to wrap up with um just in a sentence to put it this way is uh for a smart guy you're really dumb so <laughs> we'll have an example of a character we think fits uh you know is is a good example of that but first if you like the show you can check out all of our episodes on youtube and let me know how it is.com just please however you find us don't forget to like subscribe and leave us a review and finally if you have any ideas for a topic Send them our way on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Smart guys who are way dumb. What do you got? <laughs> I, have, I have one, but he's not way dumb. He's just way annoying and he's purposeless. Okay. Is Metron from New Gods. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, he's, I love Metron. He's not even... <laughs> But why? He, I mean, other than create mother boxes, yeah, he's got a cool chair. Mm-hmm. He, he sits in a sit. chair. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, is he smart? I mean, I mean, is he? I mean, he's thought of as smart. Yeah, I think he's another one that's like has seen everything, and so is smart in that way. But yeah, no, no, I don't want to step on what you're saying because I get, I get what you mean. Like he just. He just kind of shows up and solves a problem because he's like, hey, I know this thing that you don't know. Yeah, but no, <laughs> right? but he doesn't solve the problem. He's like, you, you need to follow the path and do the thing. Well, what's the thing? <laughs> uh, you'll figure it out. Right. And it leaves. I'd rather him yep. be like a watcher. Just watch. <laughs> you know, don't say a word. Mm. Don't interact. But people come to him to answer questions. Like, this is beneath me. And he just leaves. What the hell, man? Right. Why are you smart? <laughs> Like cataclysmic right. things that will change the universe you live in. You're too smart for that. <laughs> That's all. I can't stand Metron. No, you're not wrong. You, 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 you have summed up every Metron scene verbatim right there. You, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, yes. you need to find the path. You need to go here, but what? Nah. Let's. Uh, nah. <laughs> but hang on, I just you. have one more question. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> zooms out on his chair. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go leaves. watch TV. <laughs> like, like you know, like he left the oven on. He just, he just leaves. Yeah. That's that's my pick. At, uh, okay, Metron. Jesus. No, it's a good one. Who's next? Now, before I do mine, I'm gonna say I thought of a, uh, I thought of probably the smartest young woman in pop culture that we we didn't mention, and that's Hermione Granger. So uh, from Harry Potter. Yeah. Wanted to shout yes. out that because uh, I think I think she's possibly the most prominent smart young woman in pop culture of the last. 20 years or so so shout out to that because she's definitely the one that carries okay. all of them in those books and movies oh, they, would, yeah. they, they would all be dead in the first book without her <laughs> yes, <Right>. yes. <laughs> yes yes facts but, uh, yeah, it would have been like a two chapter book yeah. <laughs> yeah but for mine I'm going with one who's a smart guy who I like a lot he's very smart most of the time but does really dumb things sometimes and and that's back to Reed Richards who is smart <laughs> yes. and makes yeah. some horrible horrible mistakes and right. and and it's often where you would just be like why would you think that was a good idea and right. I mean how many right. villains is he responsible for in Marvel just from him being like yeah what'll happen if I do this and then it's not good right. <laughs> like, like Namor, right. Annihilus yes. uh, in Ultimate Fantastic Four the zombies like all of the Marvel zombies come from that right. and be like what's happening wow. over in this gal- in this universe this, this, <laughs> this is interesting oh no right yeah and then in the comic book version of Civil War I, I can't remember if I brought this up before which it differs from the movie version. Um, 
I mean, the premise is the same. They want the superheroes to be registered. And then you've got the two factions of superheroes where one want to go along with registering and, and, and some do not. And in the comic, they try to paint them as two morally equal Mm-hmm. sides like like right. you know you're supposed to sympathize with both of them and be torn on like which side's right yeah but then like part way through the book reed richards is building like a literal concentration camp for superheroes <laughs> right. in another dimension right. and like okay you're, yeah. like, you're telling yeah. me that there's a moral equivalency between captain america and the guy building interdimensional concentration camps because i'm not buying it anymore so that's right. When he's, yeah. Right. When he's, when he's not busy making a Thor clone. Also. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> also in the yeah. same, in the same story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There yeah. was, um, I was listening to a talk. It was, it was Neil deGrasse Tyson interviewing Jon Stewart, or it could have been the other way. I don't remember. I don't know which one of the two said this, but I could see either of them saying it. I remember. And they were saying like the end of the world most likely is going to come like right before it happens. What it's going to be is a scientist uttering the words, huh? That's interesting. Right. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like like that that's yeah. that's like Reed yeah. Richards like to a T. It's yeah. like, let's see what happens when I do this. Yeah. What? Zombies everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> I do love Reed Richards though, but yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, but Not he's almost like frustratingly is. like, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You should be smarter. All right, Frank, who's yours? Um, this is a, a, another choice that I have when I think about the Giffen DMT stuff, because it's one of those at the same time that, that Ted Cord Blue Beetle had his own book and was a superhero in his book. Booster Gold was a character who was a straight up superhero in his book. And granted, you know, he was he was he he made a bad choice in, in, in his timeline, but he's often portrayed as a character that's not very smart, but at the same time, he he is. So it's one of those things where a lot of times he just gets farmed out again as comic relief. And I don't think that, that he should always be that. Um, I like the right. fun stuff with Booster and Beetle, but I also think that Booster has, you know, again, reading the book that was basically the, the, the Jurgens, Dan Jurgens book that introduces him. He's not just that character, but that's just like where he's basically left. <laughs> and I think it's a character that oftentimes um, has more to offer. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't just be the comic right. relief. Yeah set us up nicely because uh, yeah. we will do comic relief characters as part of this series also well there you not go not next week but yes we're gonna hit all of those the leader the muscle everything so rogues yeah yep. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun series so definitely um okay so mine uh actually didn't come up during the show interestingly enough but uh i'm gonna say uh good old matt murdoch okay mm. our friend daredevil here because what's infuriating for me is uh just ask for some help dude <laughs> and then and then and then you can you can stop you can stop getting beaten up all the time and people around you can stop dying right just 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 stop doing the like this is this is my fight and i gotta do it i gotta handle it all no 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 go call your friend iron fist right and he'll help you out <laughs> you know what i mean right no that's that makes my thing sense. Yeah. Go two blocks down and talk to a guy who shoots webs out of his wrist. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, uh, any character that that uh, I think does any sort of experiment on themselves. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Michael Morbius. <laughs> Stay tuned. Coming to a theater near near you. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! I didn't think about that, Henry McCoy. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. All right. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.